in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the coming-of-age comedy-drama film, Coda. This is written and directed by Sean Hader. So we are currently in the season of award season, you know, Golden Globes, Oscars, SAG Awards. And I was there at that time, there's a 10 films or, you know, upwards of 10 films, uh, especially for the Oscars are the best picture category. And usually those catch our eyes. And, you know, I think Taylor, you and I, we've already watched a fair amount or viewed them all in this podcast, but we saw some more buzz come up for this film, Coda. This actually did come out on Apple TV Plus back in August, but I think it's catching a new buzz because of all the Oscar attention. So we wanted to check this out. Luckily, it is easy to watch right on Apple TV+. Plus. This is a beautiful film. So, Taylor, give us a brief synopsis of CODA. So, the film CODA, CODA stands for, actually, Child of Deaf Adults. We have the main star, Amelia Jones, who plays Ruby, the eponymous CODA. She's the only hearing member of a deaf family who struggles to balance her attempts as normal high school girl, um, you know, trying to the ins and outs of adolescence, helping her family struggling fishing business while and her own life aspirations where she finds that she has a talent and um, love for music and particularly singing. So it's this really interesting kind of premise. And this actually didn't realize that this is a, the English language remake of the French film, uh, La Famille Belier. I don't know if I said that right, but um, I, I was ch- channeling Close my... enough. <laughs> I was channeling my French. Uh, it was back in 2014. So this film, yeah, come out um, just this past year, and I had heard about it, and I saw previews, but I thought this was a perfect time to tackle this film, and I was very excited to see this because what we've seen a lot, Chris, and I think you'll agree, in, in a very good positive light, in the last several years, we're seeing a lot more representation of people with disabilities and their representation in film. Yes, and this is one that's beautifully done uh, because it is such an interesting concept. Uh, you know, I think... If you're the only person of a family that is deaf and you find a love for music, something that the other three can really never fully understand, it's such a hard balance of how do you share that love with your family? How do they accept it? And she really is kind of an important figure for them in their business because she is that uh, interpreter, you know, when it comes to, you know, everyone else that is in this fishing business, whether it's competitors it's the board all these rules and legislation that has to happen with you know how they operate and she's kind of there to be that she understands sign language but she can speak english so she's the midway but does she want to fully give up a chance of something that she's really passionate about just because of her family so it's a beautiful message in the end because i thought this whole movie it's like you want to be there for your family and especially because of their condition but they find a way to accept and love her for what she's passionate about. And in the end, I just, I was floored by this movie because I think it's, it's one of those premises. You're kind of like, how are they going to tell this story? And they did it really, really well. And there's a great comedy in here as well. You know, some lighthearted um, moments in the film to kind of keep it not so 
it never comes off like too depressing. It's a couple of moments that definitely got me. Uh, the tears were starting to, to well up, especially in the, the last half hour. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic cast too. Uh, and I really, I also like the idea that it, you know, it, it's kind of a very kind of standard story, if you will, that's been told many times. But the interesting twist of you know having um, you know family members and having to you know she's being bullied because of her family, and also the fact that she was in another really great subject is she's finding her voice, so to speak, because she didn't speak properly or speak well because of growing up with parents who cannot speak, you know, typically because of not being able to hear their own voice would have more of that lisp. So her growing up and not being able, she had her own kind of funny way of speaking because that's all she grew up around. I thought that was very interesting to see that and that idea of finding your voice. Like I I have a passion for music, but I don't know if I can do it because I'm too afraid to show it. But that's because of the circumstances. And I did like that also the very nice blue collar message, you know, in Massachusetts. And I like, you know, you got all these uh, blue collar guys. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) talk about great casts. And there's so many people I didn't realize that, you know, I'd seen in other um, films as well. Of course, Amelia Jones as Ruby, you know, amazingly, you know, she has a really good balance. And I think it's really great when you have young, talented male and uh, female aspiring actors and actresses it can be a tough role to do without being kind of the whiny or, you know, so she did really well. And I thought the parents uh, who um, we have Troy uh, Kotzer who played her father, Frank, and then uh, Marley Matlin. Matlin. Yeah. Who was probably the most, you know, at least in our current era, uh, the most famous deaf actress. And she's won an Academy award before and Troy got nominated for, you know, best supporting actor for this film. And so, you have that combined with Daniel Durant, who plays her brother, who's been a part of like the Deaf West Company, uh, doing Spring Awakening, things like that. So you have three really strong actors who are playing the rest of her family. And I think something that's really important to watch is, you know, they do use sign language so much in the film because that's how they communicate with each other. But you really see the emotion and the passion behind what they're trying to express, especially in moments when, because they can't use words, they have to really emote with their body and their hands and i thought there was some really incredible scenes where you're like you're you know even if i wasn't to have the captions on i may not know exactly what they're signing but you can get what they're trying to express you can convey they convey the emotions well and i think it also just shows asl or people who who speak in sign language american sign language it's so it's very beautiful in a way because there's, and there's a, not to, to ruin the moment, but there's a moment where there's a, where she uses singing and sign and it's just such a beautiful moment. And I think this really like films in this last couple of years, this one was representing American sign language was one of the most beautiful films I've seen. Um, you know, we, we had the Eternals. We also have the, have had the movies, a quiet place. So different, you know, styles of films, but this one had just shown it. I have never seen it shown so beautifully in film. On a long time, but in this coda. And yeah, just really well done. And also, you know, talk about the, you know, singing in the movie, but the soundtrack. Yeah, it's, it shows that she has a she has a great collection of music herself, uh, Ruby, that she listens to in her room. And that's then she kind of gets to enjoy by herself. And, you know, they have all these rules at the dinner table, like, you know, no music at the dinner table. And all of them are on Tinder trying to help the son find a date. And so there's all these kind of fun little things that the family does find enjoyable but like when they're out on the fishing boat and they're out fishing the family's totally okay with her 
blasting music, singing along because they can't hear any of it. So they're just like, that's what she wants to do to get by. Totally fine. And speaking of the singing and the passion of, uh, you know, finding someone that can really inspire you to find your voice to, you know, having that kind of a teacher, that mentor, Eugenio Derbez in this plays Mr. V, who is the high school choir director. And he's very funny. He really has that kind of, oh, this is the artsy fartsy teacher that really, uh, you know, expects very high demand from his students and, and all the funny bits of, you know, the audition process, them singing the parts of songs they want. But he really takes a, a liking to Ruby and sees that she does have potential. She has talent. And he takes it upon himself and sacrifices his own time to try to unleash this muse to try to see what she can do. And I thought he was a great character in this. And it, at times it almost, I think with a different actor, it almost could have come off like a little too cartoony, a little too, this doesn't fit in the film, but he really was still grounded in reality without being like, you know, over the top. I made a great representation. Again, this, this film is is almost for everyone. You've got that that blue collar grit. You've got the almost the immigrant story. And he's talking about you know uh, coming from a Latino background, growing up. He's like, don't you think people made fun of my accent growing? You know, so yeah, uh, I just that was just so beautifully done. And you're right, all the subject matter in this film was handled very well. Even looking at a little behind the scenes of top, um, all the interpreters they had and everything. There was a you could tell just every moment of this film. There was a lot of dedication to make this film come off the best way possible and i i'm i'm so glad we checked this film out i i definitely whew. yeah and it's done very well with the award season already i mean it's been getting nominations left and right but screen actor guild award it uh the father won outstanding performance by mill actor in a supporting role and then the cast won for best cast in a motion picture and then coming up with uh yeah our good you know old academy awards it's nominated for best picture again Troy nominated for Best Supporting Actor and Best Adapted Screenplay to the director, Sean Hader. So you can just tell that this film definitely has a, it has a good story, a great cast, the representation. It leaves you feeling really great. And one that I think uh, we want to continue to see stories like this told. And I think director Sean Hader has really, she has outdone herself and I can't wait to see more of her work in the future. So, yeah, this was just stellar for me, and I can see why. It definitely uh, lives up to being one of the top 10 best films of 2021. Well, one out of 10, I'm going to give this one a 10 because, you know, just for me, it felt really good. It flowed nicely, and just being under a two-hour film, it didn't drag at all. I highly enjoyed this film, highly recommend it. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm also going to give this one a 10. It just hits home for me, especially as an artist. I feel like this one uh, has a beautiful message, but again, for the deaf community for everything it's trying to explain and there's just no negative thing about this film i feel like it really has a great message so you can continue to enjoy coda now streaming on apple tv plus and this was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.